Hey, good day. Howdy. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today here at Emerge Church Online. It's great to have you all be a part of our church online. Whether you're in town or several miles or states away, thanks for being a part of Emerge Church and being here with us. And thanks for being his hands and feet in the areas that you are living and working within. Hey, let's do something different today. Hey, in the chat section, can you go ahead and type out what you are praising God for within this last week? Maybe it was the snow or a new job. Maybe it was an encouraging word that you received from a doctor or your spouse, your kids, or your boss. Go ahead and just take a moment and just think about it. Go ahead and type what you're thankful for down in the comments right now. And while you're typing, I'll just share something I'm, I'm thankful for. And that is that I can get to be a part of Emerge Church and see all that God is doing in and around us. See, over the last week, I had the opportunity to sit down for a coffee or a meal with about 10 men. Actually, it was 10 men. It was great to sit down with them, with each and every one of them, and to see their hunger and desire to get into God's Word and to make a difference all around them. All right, before we get going any further, can you go ahead and just text the word GATHERING to 66599 or click the link in this post so you can get that gathering guide for today. Uh, within it, you're going to see some links for various announcements. There's going to be ways to give and a link to ask for prayer because we want to pray for you. So please fill it out. You know, I'm reminded of Vicki. She filled out a prayer request for Julie, who was having a mental breakdown. She went from being just a normal person with a family to a person that was completely lost. She refused to go into any houses. She was sleeping on porches and she simply wasn't right. We received that prayer request back in November and just last month we received notification that she was healed, that she was well and she returned home to her family. You see, God's at work all around us. So let us know of your prayer requests. We want to pray with and for you. So this week we have an interest meeting for Israel. Come on, who wants to go? If we get enough interest, we're going to go in January of 2022. We have an interest meeting actually this week. It's on Monday. Click on the link, sign up to learn more. It's not committing you, but you can join us and hear more. So let's pray and we're going to get started today. Father, thank you so much for your goodness, for your grace. Thank you for this opportunity just to spend time in your word and to spend time in prayer. So Father, help us to remove distractions, help us to see you, help us to hear from you and come away from today with action points to be able to take each and every one of our steps closer to you. And so Father, we say thank you in advance. We say we love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, we're kicking off our brand new series called The Early Church. We will primarily be in the book of Acts over the next couple of months, and we're going to be working through it chronologically. We're also going to be jumping into a few other books that are very complementary in their themes and their topics that we're covering within Acts. Like I've said many times, we're going to be finishing the New Testament by October, early November at the latest of this year. You know, here at Emerge, we're doing things just a little differently so that we can be intentional, have intentional discipleship. That's, that's what you'll see with our kids with us here during the gathering. They have these activity sheets that are going to cover the same material that we are covering each and every day, or it's going to be very similar. We want to provide you with these tools so that you can raise your kids and to teach them about Jesus. We also want to offer the kids programming through fourth grade eventually 
we just can't quite do it just yet. We're at that point right now where we just need more volunteers on the kids team so that we can expand. And we're, we're just gonna grow at the speed of the people that are joining our teams. See, the kids being with us during worship is just like within the early church times. The entire family would join in for worship. So let's look at, take a look at the early church. I want you to open up to Acts 4.32. And while you're heading there, I just wanna give you some insights. See. We're at the early point in Acts here, where we are seeing the Holy Spirit coming through and empowering the believers and causing radical growth in the number of believers each and every day. The church was growing. The Holy Spirit empowered the apostles and disciples so that they can truly further the good news all around. And the good news is quickly spreading as they tell others all about the resurrection of Jesus. More and more people are saying yes, and becoming Christ followers. So we just finished Acts 4 just a few weeks ago, where we read about the church growing so rapidly, that the people were sharing and that they were living all in one accord. So let's go ahead and we're gonna start reading. I'm gonna pause in the midst of this reading occasionally to kind of extrapolate on the verse or verses and some ideas and points. But let's go ahead and open up to Acts 4, 32, and then we're gonna read through chapter five. All right, Acts. Chapter 4, starting at verse 32. That's where we're going to start. And it says, the believers share in their possessions. Like I'd mentioned, we'd just seen the beginning um, and talked about earlier in this chapter where everybody's coming to faith. The Holy Spirit was coming. They're seeing miraculous signs and wonders. Now in verse 32, it starts off and saying, all the believers were, in one, were one in heart and in mind so that they were all united on a united front, looking together, heading in the same direction, inspired by the Holy Spirit, excited about the church, excited about Jesus, and being able to spread that good news. They're all in one heart and mind. See, no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared in everything that they had. So if they saw a need, they met a need. If they saw a person that needed help, they went and helped him. If someone needed to pay a bill, they went and helped them pay the bill. They fed people. They, they were working as a community, as one, coming together. Verse 33, with great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Because that's the turning point, the resurrection of Jesus. That is the, the point that they're sharing, that they're telling, that's telling them of the good news. And that Jesus died and rose again. And this is just completely different. Something that they, of course, haven't seen or heard and it's a way to expand the church and show them who Jesus is. So they're talking about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And much grace was upon them all. I underline it. Much grace was upon them all. Verse 34. There were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned lands or houses, they sold them. And they brought the money from the sales and put them at the apostles' feet. You see, they were giving of the excess and giving to others and giving it to the apostles so that they were the church so that they could hand it out to all those that were around them. And it was distributed to anyone as he had needed. Verse 36, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field that he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. You see, this is... Um, a highlight and importance because Joseph is from Cyrus. You're going to see Joseph or Barnabas as it's mentioned later, 
going out with Saul, or Paul, as his name has changed, and continues to further the ministry. He is a devout Christian, a true believer, and uh, there's different ways that they think that he came across with some money. See, he was a Levite, so his Levites, they don't own land. So it was likely from a marriage uh, in the land of in Cyrus, where he was, um, Cyprus, where he was, that he was married and inherited some land and sold it and brought that money to the apostles' feet to further the kingdom, to continue to fuel it on. And so this Joseph, we're going to see in later chapters as we come back and, and continue on through Acts, you can see where Joseph is teaming up with Paul uh, and just out there doing amazing things for God. So this is where it comes to the end on chapter four. I don't. We don't know why there's this break here, because really this this whole thing from four thirty two to five twelve it is really a con congruent story, because it's showing of the goodness of the church and everyone on fire and heading in the right direction. And now we're going to see the impact that the devil has, how he can get his hands into the midst of things, how he can mess things up, how he can just turn things upside down. So let's go on to chapter five now. If you want to turn the page, um, press the button to go over. Uh, and it's about Ananias and Sapphira. It's the story. It says, Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of pop uh, property. So it's saying that they did the same thing that Joseph did. With his wife's full acknowledge... With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest to uh, the rest of it and put it at the apostles' feet. You see, what he's doing here is fully knowing that he's pulled it away. So he's being deceitful. He's being greedy. He's holding back. You see, nothing through here is saying that the apostles, the followers, have to give absolutely everything but it is of their heart and of mind and desire to further the church and to impact people. Like Joseph, he, he fully and fruitfully gave everything that came to him. And so he, they did it out of obedience, out of that heart obedience is what they did. But you see here with Ananias and Sapphira, they decided to pull back or hold back. And if you uh, look at it where there in verse 2, it says, and full, out of full knowledge, he kept back, that kept back part, ties all the way back to Joshua 7.1, where it's that sin of Achan, where um, they were just falling away from God. They were keeping things that they weren't supposed to be doing. And it's just a, a reference to go all the way back to the Old Testament just to kind of show the congruency all throughout. So it's, with their full knowledge, they kept back a part of the money for themselves, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart? You see, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter went right to him, right to him, and said, why? What are you doing? Come on. Why are you doing this? You've been filled with Satan. Satan's the great deceiver, the great liar, trying to get them to cover themselves and to be away. So, so that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money that you received for the land. You see, it's all about perception right here. Ananias and Sapphira were coming forward to show that they sold this land and they gave the full money to everyone and the full money to the church. It was out of pride. It was out of arrogance. It was out of recognition that they were doing this. 
You know, in the Bible where it says, don't let your left hand see what your right hand's doing. It's because we can get in the way. We can get in the way of God's blessings when we let our minds get in the midst of it. And that's what they've done. And Satan's caused them to, that temptation to hold back. Uh, verse 4, didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied to men, but you have lied to God. You see, Peter is just calling them out here through the Holy Spirit. You have the opportunity, every opportunity to keep what you want. And that's what they had. They had the chance to keep, but then share in abundance to others. And they're saying that they're sharing it all when they're truly not. Um, verse 5, when Ananias heard this, he fell down and he died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. You see, he died immediately. And that caused that fear across everyone. Then the young men came forward and they wrapped up his body and carried him out and buried him. And about three, late, three hours later, his wife came in. And she's not knowing what had happened. Verse 8, Peter asked her, tell me. Is this the price that you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. See, she's going forward with the story and staying with it. Verse 9, Peter said to her, How could you agree to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. Wow. Verse 10, at that, at that moment she fell down at his feet and died. Then young men came in, and finding her dead, they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. In verse 11, great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. You see that fear that seized them. It was kind of an earthly fear, right? Just rooted in it. But it should be more of a, a, a being in awe and in reverence of who God is and, and the Holy Spirit and how it's empowered and continue to be in and through everything. And so it's just a great example there of Joseph versus Ananias and Sapphira and the heart attitude and the approach and the, the arrogance, the deceit, the greed, the generosity. So one thing in this reading that just keeps popping out to me and just reminds me, it's the change of heart. It's the fact that their acts of love are out of obedience and not out of obligation. See, there's this great quote that I saw this week. And it's from Neil Anderson. And you can see it in the worship guide there. And it encapsulates all this. And it, and it made me start thinking as I read it. It says, we don't follow him as in God in order to be loved. We are loved, so we follow him. See, we love Jesus, right? We all love Jesus. We love that he, what he did here on earth and the examples that he gave and the healing and the obedience to his father for his death for our sins. We love him and we follow him. He loves us and he set an example for each of us. He lives for us. He creates abundance and overflow. So what we're seeing here in this reading is that they are all falling deeper in love with Jesus at the very beginning. The church is growing and everything is absolutely going great. You see, it's when the going gets great that the devil wants to try to step in. He's going to try to derail, to offset, to slow down and turn away what's happening. He's wanting to cause this doubt and this fear and cause second guessing. He wants to have stealing and hiding out there. You see here that the, the devil was causing the temptation of Ananias and Sapphira, which that just introduced greed into the early church. Now, as I was reading through this 
earlier this week, my eyes kept coming to these three different G's that were provided for us here in this reading. Because with anything in our lives, we have these three G's that are greed, generosity, and grace. Greed, generosity, and grace. These three G's are telling within our lives as to if we are living within the abundance and overflow or if we are living in the scarcity mindset. It's a simple mindset that can impact our outcome. It can impact our views. So let's look at these in just a, a little more detail. The first one is greed. That's a word that sounds really bad. And if you're like me, you're thinking, oh, that's not me. I'm not greedy. Hey, sorry to burst your bubble, but I've got to tell you that it is likely the case that you have some greed. We all have some form of greed underlining in our, underlying in our lives. We all have an excessive desire to have more in our lives than we have. That would be like more money, more time, more, 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 you know, more of what others are having or more of what they are doing or what we don't have. It's a, it's a driver for us to seek to get more and to do more. We can say that we're not like Annie and Sapphira. We can say that we wouldn't hold it back. We absolutely wouldn't do that. But let's just challenge that thought right now. Let's put it in the lens of your time, of your relationships, and, and of your money. You know, are you sacrificially giving? Not just of money, but also of your time. Are you giving to those that are in need that are right in front of you? Are you helping those that are hurting? Are you giving and serving for your church? Are you giving that 10% to the church? Are you, are you giving to others that have needs that are all around you? Or maybe it's the case that you are giving just to look good like Annie and Sapphira were but they were truly not giving it all like they said that they were. See, I won't go much further into this, but I just want you to think and pray through that. You know, some of you have asked why I don't talk about the offering each Sunday, or really at all. You see, I simply don't bring it up because the tithes and offerings are an outcome of your relationship with Jesus. If you're a follower and believer of Jesus, you already know about the biblical principle of tithing. We also, we offer many ways for you to give, um, but we aren't going to provide containers in the back of the room. We're not going to be passing buckets around. You know, it's kind of like one of those things. We don't want you to show off that you're putting something in there. You know, it's a private decision and a way of worshiping God by saying thank you and giving it all back to Him. All right, let's go on. The next two Gs, they, they really go hand in hand. Or should I say that they're an overflow from one to the other. So generosity and grace. We can just keep both of those together and kind of bounce around within them. Because, like I said, they're right together. You can see here in the reading that the early church uh, set the model for each of us as Christ followers. Even before this reading, Jesus told his disciples. Remember that? He told his disciples and his apostles to go with only what they had and the other believers around them will provide for their needs. See, they lived in the abundance and the overflow of trusting Jesus. They lived in the abundance of the followers that were all around them, that were able to provide for their needs. And so all was shared and given so that no one was in need. 
See, Jesus sent them out without anything. He sent them out. He sent them to spread the good news and that they would ultimately be provided for for those that were around them. This past week, we had a missionary from the U.S. that goes to China. She came and visited in our home, and we invited some, some others over to hear her story so that they, we could learn about the persecution of Christians and to hear about what it's like to fully trust and lean in on God. For us to be able to realize and remember what freedoms that we truly have here in the U.S., which are our freedom to gather right here to worship, our ability to play songs, our ability to sing out loud, our ability to walk out our faith and share with others. However, we as Americans, we become greedy. Greedy with our time. Greedy with our faith. Greedy with our resources. Ouch, right? So during the time that she was with us, we pulled some cash together and we handed it to her. And I also committed to giving her $750 on behalf of Merge to send her on her way so that she can go do the good work. You know, if you want to help me give more, please come see me. But come on, church. Come on. I want us to be generous. I want us to be generous like the early church. I want us to give out of our abundance, our abundance of love, our abundance of joy, our abundance of money. We're rich in so many ways. Can we be the church? Can we truly be the church? See, I don't want us to come and sit in here on a Sunday in the seats or watch online and do nothing else all throughout the week. See, you need to give. You need to give of money and your time. You need to serve and to give. See, I'm not asking you to give to and through Emerge. But note that I'm not telling you not to. See, as believers, we are, we're called to support our church, to give of our resources, which are the time and money. We are at a point right now here at Emerge that we just need to have you all emerge from the background to get into a place to serve. We need five to ten more volunteers to go and teach the kids so that we can offer K through fourth grade programming on a Sunday. We need 25 to 30 more people to simply serve one or two times a month to spread this work out amongst all of us. See, we need you all to be spreading the word inviting others to emerge. This church is your church. It's not mine. Okay, hold on. It's God's church, and we are all a part of it. It's our job as believers to go out, to go out and invite others into the church. But it's also our part as believers to go into the world, to tell them all the good news, to go to the lost, to the hurt, and to the broken. Come on, everybody, let's do this. You see, it's out of this generosity that we will experience more of the grace of God. It all goes hand in hand. It's not our works, it's our hearts. Surrendering our hearts to God fully creates this abundance in our life for fulfillment, for living within our purposes. Our purpose. It's our heart, heart our attitude that creates and goes before us to go and serve for others, to do the good works and to impact others that are all around us. See, it's once we go to Him and stop looking only in our mirror, that's, that's when you'll start to see that great grace like the early church saw. They saw the abundance in so many aspects of their lives. Maybe it's the loosening of your purse strings on your wallet or the opening of your calendar so that you can include others into what you're doing. 
Come on, guys, let's live in his grace. Let's live in his joy, his peace. Let's stop holding on to everything with these tight grip fists. Let's turn them over, turn our hands open, open our palms. It all starts with our relationship with Jesus. Well, let's fall deeper in love with him. Let's dive into his word. Let's sing praise songs. Let's pray. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. And then from that overflow, we will flow and will flow to everything else. See, in verse 43, we see that there was this great grace that was poured out. And the Greek word, haris, was used. And that is grace or goodwill and favor. See, it conveys this sense of a gift of kindness and favor given to a person or persons. Guys, I want nothing more than for you to experience the generous grace, the generous love, and the generous peace of Jesus. I don't want us to be lukewarm, but I want us to be on fire for Jesus. Now, come on, let's go. Let's go be his hands and feet. Let's, let's God, let's be God. Let's go, let's be his disciples. Let's go living on mission for him. Come on, let's end with this Hebrews 10.24. And it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let's spur each other on. Let's go out and do and be with each other and serve. Come on, let's be the hands and feet. We go in prayer with me. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this example of the early church and how they lived for you, how they trusted you, how they lived in that overflow and the abundance. And God, we want more of that in ours. And so we know that you've already richly given so much more than we ever deserved, just by simply dying on that cross for us, but also in the resources that you provided for each and one of us, from the resources of time to finances and everything in between there. You have richly blessed each and every one of us. So God, I just ask that you help us to loosen the grip that we have, our tight clenched fists. Let us open them up, open them up, and let it just fall at your feet. So God, help us to remove any of these barriers that are keeping us from coming closer to you, that are keeping us from getting into a deeper relationship with you to be able to impact those that are around us. Help us. Help us to do that. Help us to be your hands and feet and to reach out to all around. And so, God, we're going to say thank you in advance for what you're doing. We thank you for this church, for Emerge Church, for every person that's a part of it, for the finances, for the offerings that have come in, for the ability to send it back out. And I just lift up to you, Meg, the, the missionary of China. Father, I, that you'll give her confidence, you'll give her comfort, that you will provide for her financially, that you will send her into the darkest depths of China to be able to impact them and to tell them about you. And so, Father, and let us all be that bold and be bold with our faith and be able to go out and share and spread the good news. And we just say thank you, Father. We thank you for what you're doing in and through us. We ask that you just be with us all throughout this week. We lift up to you this country our community, our families. Father, you know all of the prayer requests that are out there. And you know where we are. So God, I just say thank you in advance for you listening and Father, for helping us just to be bent into your will and that we'll just follow you and trust you more and more. And from that, we'll see that overall overflow and abundance of that joy, that peace, that love, 
And Father, we just say thank you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for being here. Make sure you scroll through those announcements. You can see all those links. Would love to see you on that Zoom call for the Israel interest meeting. Jump on Monday night. So go out there on that link. Fill out the form. I'll get the link out to you for that Zoom call. And um, I'd love to be able to just go out and uh, serve with you. You see all the other announcements, everything else that's going on. And I just ask that you guys go and be the church that you'll go out and impact all those that are around you. I'm praying for you all. I love you guys. And I want you guys to have a fantastic week. 